Welcome to True Independent Media, Real News Live. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Real News Live with Mike and Casey. I'm one of your hosts, your co-host, Mike Barra, along with Casey Jones in San Diego, California. Is it sunny and beautiful in San Diego today, Casey? It actually is. The sun is breaking through the fog and it's going to be nice. It was 80 degrees yesterday, so it's kind of oh, summer came back. But uh, yeah, not, don't be too jealous. Don't be too jealous. It is so dark and gloomy and rainy here, and I can't wait to move there or Las Vegas or some other place like that. It's just... Do it. Uh, Wow. Yeah. Well, yeah, because I really want to pay that extra 15% income tax. (laughs) Yeah, except for that part. (laughs) California is beautiful, except for all that part. All right, folks, we have kind of a packed show today. We're going to have a lot of stuff in Casey's Corner. We're going to try some new experiments there, new technological uh, innovations. So we (laughs) got our fingers crossed that it's going to work. But uh, here's the news. And uh, we're going to start with the story that came out of out of Michigan last night, which was really quite extraordinary, where um, a Democrat Wayne County board member of the canvassers board threatened two Republican members who refused to certify ballots. Now, what happened last night is that in Wayne County, which is the county that Detroit, uh, the city of Detroit uh, is in, where there's been massive amounts of fraud, hundreds of thousands, maybe even millions of fraudulent votes, both all using the computer systems and the, the old uh, you know, mail-in ballots, the fraudulent ballots that were filled out, the whole process. Basically, they refused to certify the vote because the board is made up of two Democrats and two Republicans. And they said, no, we can't certify this. This is uh, not that there's something wrong with this vote. And they pointed out a bunch of uh, a bunch of problems. And then this guy uh, whose name is uh, Stabler, and he's the he's the grandson of uh, of a, a guy from Detroit who was an old school Detroit machine gangster who um, basically, yeah, Ned Stabler, the far left Democrat on the board of canvassers, threatened Hartman and Palmer, the two Republicans, in an online conference call. Stabler's admitted a radical Marxist called the two Republicans racist. Now, this is interesting, Casey, because when you start going, when you go to the race card, to me, what that means is we don't have anything else. This is our last desperate thing. And just watch this fucking lunatic. Um, We also know that the Secretary of State and the Attorney General have already uh, tweeted out that your legal arguments are rubbish and you're going to lose when it comes to court. So we're not worried about that. Uh, at all. I'm also not worried about any of your, oh, things are are bad so we can't certify arguments, because that's just ridiculous. You certified in August when they were worse. Less than 50% of the ballots were recountable. Now over 72% are. uh, 58% of them are even balanced when it was less than 30% last time. So it's doubled. It's gotten way better because the Secretary of State actually jumped in and did her job, unlike you. But I know it's not going to change your opinion. Um, You talked about not certifying Detroit, even though you acknowledge that Livonia, a city, by the way, I know you know is 95% white, had bigger variances than Detroit, which is 80% black. We understand, and you now added your name, so I'm not going to try to change your mind. I just want to let you know that the Trump stick, the stain of racism that you, <laughs> William Hartman, and Monica Palmer have just been covered yourself in is going to follow you throughout history. Your grandchildren are going to think of you like Bull Connor or George Wallace. Monica Palmer and William Hartman will forever be known in southeastern Michigan as two racists who did something 
so unprecedented that they disenfranchised hundreds of thousands of black voters in the city of Detroit because they were ordered to. Probably, I know, Monica, you think Q told you to do it or some other crazy stuff like that. But just know when you try to sleep tonight, that millions of people around the world now on Twitter know the name Monica Palmer and William Hartman as two people completely racist and without an understanding of what integrity means or a shred of human decency. You, the law isn't on your side, history won't be on your side, your conscience will not be on your side, and Lord knows, when you go to meet your maker, your soul is going to be very, very warm. Yeah, what a demonic piece of shit. I mean, all you have to do is look at this guy's face. And, I, you know, again, there's a whole bunch of people at lower levels, that Casey, that I can't wait to see behind bars for 20 or 30 years. And hopefully this is one of them. Uh, then we have the president uh, weighing in on it. And uh, Adam Brewster said, the Wayne County Board of Canvassers just unanimously voted to certify the results of the election. This is just three or four hours later and called on the Michigan Secretary of State to conduct an audit of the unexplained precincts in Wayne County that did not match. The president weighed right in and he said, wrong. At first they voted against certification because they were far there were far more votes than people, sad. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Then they were threatened, screamed at, and viciously harassed and were forced to change their vote, but then refused as American patriots to actually sign the documents. A 71% mess don't harass. Well, what the president is saying there with the 71% is that these guys found that 71% of the precincts in the county that reported had discrepancies, had more voters than uh, than people who vote, than people mm -hmm. who actually vote there, people who were actually registered there. They apparently didn't sign the certification, even though they allegedly voted. I'm not sure where the status is of that right now. But what happened was is that people like the Stabler guy and other Democrats, they they put out their names. They doxed them on social media. They told people where their kids went to school. They threatened their children. They threatened their lives. And, you know, talking about them going to hell, like, yeah, like a Republican's going to go to hell compared to a Democrat. Give me a break. So they basically just, uh, you know, harassed these people into submission if they did, in fact, sign the, the certification. And this is where the real ba battle comes, because one of the main lawfare tactics that Trump is going to use is that these states can't be certified because the fraud is so pervasive that you don't know who won. So um, what, do you, what do you think? I mean, you've been a recent victim of doxing. Uh, what do you think by, by someone we all know and don't love at all? What do you think about this? And, and I mean, what, oh, go ahead. What, just, what do you think about the whole process? Well, first of all, talking about no soul, look at that guy. I mean, I feel like every Democrat and leftist person is just so angry and it just spews from them talking about no soul. Um, but yeah, I think this is so wrong for them to even, uh, you know, it's bully tactics. This is all that they have left are the bully yeah. tactics. All yeah. you have left is name calling because you have nothing on your side. But if these people do um, certify this and sign their name to this, they're literally admitting, um, you know, it's fraud. So they're basically signing off on something and they could be liable for it. So I hope that they understand that as well. Um, but yeah, it's it's horrible to... Uh, the doxing's horrible. Uh, no one needs to know where anyone's kids go to school or where anyone's kids live. Um, so it's horrible. And definitely being a victim of that, I do not appreciate that one bit. But like I said, it's bully tactics because you have nothing left. So it's unfortunate. Yeah. And the other thing, too, is that, you know, we had <clears throat> we also had Tracy Beans, who's a, an yeah. internet presence. I don't really know her very well. I don't 
think she's very good, but a lot of people love her. Her house was burned down yesterday, which is really interesting stuff as she's trying to fight this, help the president fight this. And, uh, you know, I don't know. I think that at this point, the president should send in federal marshals to protect local state um state executives who are responsible for these certification votes and their families for as long as it takes um to protect them so that they are not intimidated because this is clearly a case where on principle they did not think the vote should be certified and Mm -hmm. and purely by intimidation and threats they caved to that pressure so i mean what do you think should the president send in protective forces to help these people at on all these states that are disputed. Yes, 100%. I want my tax dollars to go to that right there. Yes, they should all be protected. They're trying to do the right thing. They're patriots. They're trying to get the truth out and trying to expose this stuff and they do need to be protected. I agree. Okay. Um, well, just, you know, the, this whole thing has just really gotten to be so spectacularly weird. I mean, we are seeing mm-hmm. things that we've never seen before, not just in American politics, but in the world period, I mean, we really are about to uh, go into some new territory here. Here's a story from the Buffalo Chronicle, which states that a Philly mob boss uh, claims that he helped Biden steal the election and that he's going to flip on him. Now, a lot of people are, oh, this is such a stupid, crazy story and the Republicans are crazy. But if you know who Joe Biden is, um, th- there's no, there's, he's basically a mob boss himself. That's how he operates. Mm-hmm. And we talked about this story yesterday, but it seems to have got some legs. Um, the innermost circles of the American mafia are abuzz. The boss of the Philly mob, skinny Joey Merlino, is taking a victory strut, hobnobbing around the highest echelons of old-time mafia folk, mostly in Florida, describing what may have been the heist of the century, the 2020 presidential election. Now, I don't know about you, but I my experience from what I've learned from gangster movies is you don't really want to go out in public like this if you're a mob yeah. boss. But um, an associate says that Merlino might just be willing to flip on Joe Biden and the Pennsylvania political operatives who ordered up some 300,000 election ballots marked for Biden. So what this is, this is a new front in the war. It's saying that the DNC in Pennsylvania and the DNC, the Pennsylvania Democratic Party and Biden himself actually hired the mafia to fabricate 300,000 votes. The source alleges that Merlino and a lean team of associates associates manufactured those ballots at a rate of $10 per ballot, a whopping $3 million for three days of work. Boy, it will be really interesting to check campaign finance records and Joe Mm -hmm. Biden records and see if there's a $3 million payment somewhere. They were then packaged into nondescript cardboard boxes and dropped off outside the pencil, the Philadelphia Convention Center. And again, this Casey, this is exactly what these people described of everything was stopped at 3 a.m. These trucks with out of state uh, plates came in with these boxes of ballots. This is literally it right here. He's saying, yeah, I did that. Um, sources book of the Chronicle on the condition of anonymity say that Merlino picked up those ballots from two private households where a trusted handful of associates were busily marking ballots with Sharpie markers. They were paid more than a thousand dollars per hour, often producing thousands of ballots every hour for more than 60 consecutive hours. The ballots were purchased in cash. Okay, Case, I got to get your opinion. You think that this story is real or what? Well, I, for you know the mob, you obviously have protection. So for him to come out, I think that he feels 
protected enough to do that, right? Um, but also, how do you get a mob name like his name? I, I want to know what my mob name would be. Um, but yeah, I mean, $3 million in three days, that's that's a lot of money. And I think that we should definitely look at the campaign finances. That should definitely lead us back to show us if this story is uh, if it's true or not. So we'll see what happens. But I don't, don't put past him. You've called in the mob. But then also, didn't Giuliani help take down the mob? So he kind of knows what their tactics are, right? <laughs> Which is uh, another piece of the puzzle. Well, that's what I wonder. I, I mean, I wonder if this guy's talking because Giuliani went through his old channels and said, you better tell these guys if they were involved in this, it's going to go a lot better for them if they talk about it. And he also said that he'll 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 sing like a bird. Mm -hmm. as the mafia says, yeah. if, in fact, uh, if in fact President Trump pardons him and if what he's saying is true and they could be they could be verified, then, yeah, I'd say go ahead and pardon the guy. Maybe mm -hmm. he wants a pardon for something else as long as it helps us get to the truth. But I thought that that story was absolutely, absolutely fascinating. Mm -hmm. So. All right. Um, other stories we're working on today. There's some really interesting stuff, again, happening with the the voter fraud. Uh, once again, at Gateway Pundit, it's been a great source. And, and this is part six of their six of their now six part series where in Michigan and Georgia, like in Pennsylvania and Virginia, were caught in the same pattern, this voting pattern. Once Biden gained a lead with massive vote dumps like, oh, I don't know, 300,000 votes manufactured by the Philadelphia mob, Casey. Yeah. Uh, the remainder of all votes of votes all possess the same Biden to Trump voting ratio. And this is literally impossible. And basically what they're saying as they go through all of this is that if you look at the data, if you look at the information, let's say, um, let's say after Biden got the lead, then pretty much everything had a, a one and a half to one ratio of Biden to Trump. Or in this case, every single vote batch in the batches had exactly a 50.05 to 49.95 victory margin. Again, this piece of information is absolute categoric proof that these ballot totals were generated by a computer, by an algorithm, by a program. They are, they are not organic because that ratio isn't, it's not going to happen over two precincts or two, two counties randomly, even once probably in a million. It's a one in a million shot at best. So once again, this is more proof that in Pennsylvania and now Wisconsin, Georgia, and, and I'm sure we're going to find it in Nevada, that there was tampering by computer algorithms inside the vote counting machines. Um, and again, and this one to me is really, really fascinating. There are 17 what they call bellwether counties in the United States. And over the last 36 years of elections, these 17 bellwether counties have been right on who the presidential winner was every single time. Now in 1984, all 17 went for President Reagan. In 1992, 15 went for, or 98, or sorry, 88, 15 of the 17 went for George Herbert Walker Bush. In 92, 16 of the 17 went for Bill Clinton. In 96, all 17 went for Clinton. And um, I, I don't know, I can't read it. But anyway, the posting, basically the bottom line is that uh, 15 to 16 to 17 of the bellwether counties have always gone for the winner of the presidential election. From 1984 to 2016, spanning presidential elections, 17 U.S. counties and several states ad, have voted for the winning presidential candidate an astounding 148 out of 153 times, including 100% five times for five 
different presidents. In 2020, amid widespread accusations, let's not call them accusations, let's call it the truth of Democrat cheating, these bellwethers were not even close, checking in at a mind-blowing one out of 17. In other words, in 2020, 16 of the 17 bellwether counties went dramatically, decisively, bigly for President Trump. Only one went for Biden. So this, again, Casey, is, to my mind, a statistical proof, and I, I think most people would agree, this is a statistical proof that this election was pure fraud. What do you yeah. think What do you think ought to be done to the people who've done this? Well, this is, would be a federal crime, wouldn't it? So you would have to be tried in federal court. So that's what should be done with them. I think that they know the names of these people, and I'm wondering if there are any of these indictments that we keep seeing seeing uh, the numbers rise on, but I'm ready for something to happen. These people need to be held accountable. And like I've said before, they almost need to be set um, as the example to uh, other people to not do this, not to tamper with the elections. And the more and more we're finding out actually, as this has been done through the years and it's been done in other countries with these same exact systems. So um, we've all been frauded at this point and the people that are really doing this need to be brought to justice. And I'm really ready to see some action. I know we keep saying it, but um, I'm ready. Any day now would be great. So release the Kraken. Yeah, any day now would be great. And, you know, again, we're surrounded by traitors. We're surrounded by people you can't trust. Let me show you another example. I, I'm just warning you, it's going to make you want to puke. This is Lindsey Graham walking on to the Senate floor yesterday and fist bumping Kamswala Harris, the traitorous, lying, I'm not going to say it, who, uh, who, I election. So, you know, again, Lindsey Graham talks a good game. He talks about President Trump. He just acts like he supports him. But there he is. I mean, look, here's the bottom line. If if Lindsey Graham believes for a second that this election was stolen, as he claims to, how can you parlay like that with the people who are trying to steal, literally steal our country from us? I mean, it just makes me want to puke. Makes me want to puke. I would have nothing to do with that. I would not even want to be in the same room as her, let alone come near her, let alone touch her. So I'm really disappointed in Lindsey Graham. I mean, you're right. He does talk a big game and then look, obviously, behind closed doors when he thinks no one is watching. He's uh, fist bumping the enemy. So he needs to go as well. Yeah. And that's the thing is when the house cleaning happens, it's not just going to be the Democrat deep state. And, and you're going to have mm -hmm. more on that uh, when we get to your corner. It's not just going to be the Democrat deep state. It has to be the rhinos. It has to be the media. It has to be all of the rhino media. I mean, it just the whole thing needs to be overturned because it is so corrupt. The problem is, and what concerns me at this point, what I think is is my biggest concern, you know, again, is where is the action? You know, release the Kraken. Okay, well, where's I don't know. Do you see the Kraken? I don't. Not, I yet. Haven't seen it Not yet. I haven't seen it yet. Okay. So I'm going to turn things over to Casey for right. Casey's Corner. She's got a few stories she wants to talk to us about. Yes. I have a few things that um, came to my attention. So I kind of have a little bit of a thread and I'm going to try to go uh, one by one if I can here. So let's see if this is the right one to share. Hopefully. No, it's not. Sorry. Let oh, me I, got it. I got it. There it is. Got it? Okay. Oh, I had it. You, no, I had it. You just got to give it a second. Oh, okay. Live, live, live YouTube, real time. So put it back up again. Let's see. She so comes up into my stream and then I have to click Okay, on. all right, let me do this part and then I gotta go to this part. 
and it's here. Okay, so let's look at this really fast. Um, this is interesting. So from John Basham on uh, Twitter, this was just uh, a couple days ago. It says a supply chain software attack is happening worldwide, including the U.S. right now. The apparent malware attack affects software at supply chain distribution center, and this attack has stopped the shipments of a huge variety of items, including Americold, which we'll get to that in a second, in the U.S. So if you come down here, someone had uh, he had reposted this uh, What's Your 20? And this What's Your 20 is a um, podcast of two truck drivers that talk about current events. And they actually, this guy is sitting at Americold and their systems are down and they're unable to assign me to a door, let the waiting begin. So this just confirms uh, what this guy is saying, that there is some type of um, an, a malware attack happening. So I'm going to go to my next slide here. And this kind of goes along with that. Where am I here? Sorry, I'm tapping through all these different ones. I'm on a Mac, so it doesn't make it very easy to do this. But this is something that um, came up the next day I want to share from Twitter. Right. There it um, is. Are you able to hear it if I push play? Yes, yes. As a small disturbance in comparison to a major cyber attack, to use the COVID-19 crisis as a timely opportunity to reflect on the lessons the cybersecurity community can draw and improve our preparedness for a potential cyber pandemic. But still. So what did he just say there? A cyber pandemic. So he talks about, um, with, you know, this Klaus Schwab. He's the founder of the World Economic Forum. Right. Um, it says, our good friend Klaus has cooked up something he says will make the COVID look like a walk in the park. He's rolling out a global cyber pandemic, which will shut down power grids, food supplies. Think about what I just showed you. Finance, <laughs> medical and communications. Um, so he's basically telling us right there. And these two tweets were back to back. Um, and I want to go to the second one that I have here. Um, this, where are we? So this is him talking about the what? The Great Reset that we've heard so much the about. The COVID-19 crisis has shown us that our old systems are not fit anymore for the 21st century. It has laid bare the fundamental lack of social cohesion, fairness, inclusion, and equality. In short, we need a Great Reset. Oh, look who he's talking to. Look who he's yeah, shaking hands with right there. And charismatic. I mean, the guy sounds like Adolf Hitler. To remain passive, which would lead to, an, to the amplification of many of the trends we see today. Polarization, nationalism, racism, and ultimately increased social unrest and conflicts. But we have another choice. We can build a new social contract, particularly integrating the next generation. We can change our behavior to be in harmony with nature again. And we can make sure that the technologies of the fourth industrial revolution are best utilized to provide us with better lives.
I'm just going to stop it right there. I mean, you kind of get the gist. He wrote the book about the Great Reset. Um, he's a Marxist leader, and he's talking about how these supply chains could you know, be uh, subject to a cyber attack. So the next one that I want to show you here, if my window will open. Um, I don't think it's actually on this one. Um, I'll find it in just a second. But I mean, what do you, what do you think about that, Mike? Well, I mean, I mean look, this is totally yeah. planned. Again, this guy is this guy is one of the leaders of the the commie globalist movement around the world. This is not fixing capitalism. There's nothing wrong with capitalism. Capitalism isn't even an ism. It's just what people do naturally if you leave them alone. And what we need is we need a, a release from all this government control and let people do as they will. And that's what's mm -hmm. going to create the prosperity that we need. This is exactly the opposite. And this is all part of this globalist plan. First steal the United States, then destroy the United States through famines and diseases, which they're be, you know are being manufactured. This guy... This guy is a real danger to the world, and and this is what needs to be pushed back on. And if we allow Joe Biden to steal this election, this is what's coming to the United to the United States next year. It's not it's not going to wait. It's like it's going to happen right now, and it's just infuriating. It is that nothing has happened to these people yet. It is, and we've been talking about this for so long about this food shortage and what's going to happen here. But I mean, it's looking like um, you know the World Economic Forum kind of has a plan in place to go after. Um, you know, the, uh, these shipping places. And so the next one I'm going to show you really fast. Let's see if I can get to it here. Um, this one was kind of interesting to me. So we were talking about the first tweet was talking about the cold storage giant AmeriCold hit by cyber attacks, right? So this is what, mm -hmm. um, is it showing up there? I'm kind of, yeah. there we yeah. go. Yes, we okay. got it. Yep. Perfect. So this one here, if I can if allow me to scroll down, um, it basically is talking about the same thing about their cyber attacks. And I just want to point out something like cold storage. Do you know what needs to be cold stored, Mike? Something that the elites use a lot of, uh, kind of like their favorite drug, you know, you know, um, no, blood of young children, maybe Something yeah. like that. Yeah. Starts with an A. So that also needs to be cold stored. And we know about these huge shipping companies and how tied they are to the deep state and to China, which we just saw that Klaus um, shaking hands with uh, Xi Jinping. So I believe that this is all uh, definitely all connected. And I think that they are showing us just like we talk about the um the way that they have to, you know, the laws of the universe, they have to show us what they're going to do before they do it. And yep. I think we need to uh, heed the warning here and pay attention because I believe that this is something that is going to be coming. I think maybe they're testing it. Do you think they're testing out the strengths of these, um, these cybersecurity places? And we know that Trump's Trump just fired the top um, cybersecurity guy. So I wonder if this is all connected to something that's uh, bigger that maybe they stop from happening or something that's going to possibly happen in the future. What do you think? Yeah, it's it's being you know it's it's um, definitely connected together along with the CEOs who said they're gonna they're gonna stop Trump. Well, how are they gonna stop Trump by destroying the country by cutting off the food supply? I mean, when you attack cold storage, yes, adrenochrome needs to be cold stored. So does meat, chicken, everything needs to be cold stored before it's distributed to the grocery stores. So this is a direct attack on the food supply of America. We we have plenty of food. It's just a question of getting it to people in a timely right. manner. Before right. it's so and one last one last I'm sorry, go ahead, Mike. No, no, finish. Go ahead. I'll just say one last thing talking about that. How are we going to get that? Um, this was brought to my attention a few days ago before I saw those. Uh here it is. Let's see if I can scroll down. Truck drivers going on strike. 
So a group of U.S. truck drivers is organizing a strike under the umbrella of Facebook group Stop the Tires 2020. That's how I first found this. They plan to shut down trucking over the four-day Thanksgiving weekend. Uh, the, group was, the group, which was founded November 6th, attempted to organize a one-day trucking strike on November 11th, um, but I guess it didn't get the impact they wanted. So their overall purpose is to, protect pre uh, to protest President-elect Joe Biden's proposed Green New Deal and ban on fracking. So they want to shut down tra trucking for four days during this um, this Thanksgiving weekend. And uh, it just kind of goes in, in line. So I, I just, I think that there's something that's gonna be coming here. Stock your freezers full of food because right. they will not be coming in anytime soon. So just want to bring that to you guys. Right, and by the way, um, we're gonna, we're never gonna use the term, the word president elect in reference to Joe Biden no. in this show. No. It's, it's pedophile elect from now on. <laughs> Um, right. There is one last thing which is connected to this, Casey, which is the uh, that Trump fired the yeah. top cybersecurity official, Christopher Krebs, uh, yesterday. He announced on Twitter that he was firing this guy who was in charge of the CISA. Um, he said it was the most secure election. This guy said it was the most secure election in American history, which is absolute garbage. It was the worst, most unsecure election in history. And America, and uh, D Donald Trump, well, America fired him, Donald Trump fired him. But it, again, it raises for me, it raises for me, Casey, all these people, oh, this is all part of the plan. It's like, how did this guy get in charge? CISA was a big part of some people's opinion that Trump is gonna be able to overturn this election. If that agency has turned, if they're traitors as well, if they're globalist traitors bought out by Soros, and guys mm -hmm. like Klaus, it scares me. How 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 can we really be in charge if this kind of thing is still happening? I don't know. I always like to say maybe he puts him in position so that he can get rid of them and place someone he wants. He needs something to fire them over, I believe. But I don't know. I'm ready to see some action with these people. But you know, if he can't, if he's saying that the this election is so secure and that he's got that under control. Think about the food sources. Is that so secure? I think that it all goes hand in hand. And um, I'm glad that he's out. He should be. You know, what does Trump say? You're fired. You're fired. Yep. You are fired. Okay. You are fired. Is Casey Jones. And that is the corner. Thanks, Casey. Um, okay, guys, let's go to the phones here and talk about what's going on. Uh, Stephanie Jackson's here. Red Dog Tamu is here. Vincent Muscolo. How are you doing, buddy? Uh, Eva is still on about my election mullet. It has not been cut and make the mullet great again. I don't think that's going <laughs> to um, Wayne County had more votes than registered voters. The Republicans were doxxed and threatened. One had their kids' school announced for everyone. Yes, that's true. These are the kind of dirty tactics. And again, if this election is the most secure election in history and Joe Biden legitimately won, why do Democrats have to do this case? That's what I'd like to know. Yeah, I mean, well, he told you that he doesn't um, he doesn't need your your votes now. He needs you later. And he told you about his fraud operation. So we've been told. Yeah. OK, um, let's see if we have anything going on. McAfee is singing in a Spanish prison. Interesting. Well, I don't know what McAfee knows, but um, I want you know, I wonder about the story about this mafia guy. It, if that mm -hmm. story is true and they have evidence of it, it's not just some mafia guy making up, you know, making up a story for $3 million for hot dogs for the Biden campaign. Yeah. Remember, remember when Barack Obama spent $65,000 on hot dogs and pizza, which just happened to mean little boys and little girls that just happened to be vernacular for that for yeah. a white house party. 
Um, mm -hmm. I don't know. It's just really, it's really getting sick. It's really getting, uh, I have a, I have a hard time believing that this mafia guy would just come out with these accusations with nothing to back it. I just don't, I like, he doesn't need like five, you know, 15 seconds oh, of fame or whatever. Yeah. I mean, he's risking death I know, by, that's what, from not only from the mafia, but from the, the, the Clinton foundation who are mm -hmm. really good at killing people. So, uh, Mike's or Casey's channels. Well, Nelly, you don't have to pick. You can watch one day on one, one day on the other, make sure you like, and subscribe to both. That's what really, that's what really matters. So, um, yeah. And Lindsey Graham hugged Hillary and others at the Bush senior funeral. Also, there's video of Lindsey Graham putting something into Huma Abedin's purse, like a jump drive or something, as he hugs her. What? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I've got that somewhere. I think this, the uh, gunner's wife did that. And or he hugs somebody else and then reaches around and puts something into Huma Abedin's purse. So, there, you know, he yeah. is not on our side. And he, he really, needs to be exposed for the duplicitous little shit that he is. Um, this is why people need prescriptions and food, ammo and water. Yeah, Glenn, mm -hmm. you're right. Let's go out and go out and get everything you can, right? Mm -hmm. Water, uh, very important. Or Dr. Strangelove. Yeah, I don't think we want to go quite to that that level yet. But uh, Wanda KJM says some of our trucks are having problems with loads and reloads mm -hmm. and also computer problems. And again, here's the other thing too, is if this starts to trend too much to Trump, then the cyber attack could take down the infrastructure so nobody knows who won the election. And then it becomes uh, the elites. Yeah, the guy that uh, Klaus reminds Stephanie of Henry Kissinger. Kissinger had way more integrity than Klaus does. Klaus is a POS, top yeah. POS. Full Marxist and doesn't try to hide it. Dreamer Ultra, Mike said, before they turn into Bond villains, these elite Fs. That is correct. He is definitely a Bond villain. He looks like Blofeld from uh, from the George Lazenby mm -hmm. Bond movie. Um, need to protect allies, witnesses, whistleblowers, or why step up? Um, Donald Trump has a bad pattern of not manning up for allies like Bannon, Flynn, and fired. Why not Judas Kirshner, Ray Barr? Yeah, I mean, again, again, I, I really this is the DOJ. I mean, where is Barr again? And you know, maybe Can Candace is going to come on tonight and defend Barr. But again, why do these people and their families not have protection in this mm -hmm. critical time for our country from the DOJ? They should be sending agents out to protect these folks. Yeah, um, I agree. Trump may have to cross the Rubicon. Well, Trump is Caesar, and I believe he is going to cross the Rubicon if he has not already. Uh, also, Glenn says wood for cooking. Yep. Um, there are people who are still triggered every morning by CNN, PBS, and Orange Man Bad all day. Yep, uh, I do. Um, uh, okay, will Trump and or the military step in and remove a Biden administration if Biden did in fact enter the White House? Casey, what do you think? This is a good question for Candace tonight. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I keep thinking about that first arrest will shock you type of thing, too. So, I mean... I know Candace was saying, you know, it could be a possibility of Trump, but I'm wondering if possibly it may be Biden. And um, by the way, he's not going to enter the White House, so let's not go that far. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so either. Or, you know, or if he does, that will be the beginning of the war on the ground for sure. Yeah. Um, Trump has to do everything to dodge being labeled as a dictator because then the Antifa terrorists are validated in the left side and the international interference will be called for the U.N. Mm. If President Trump really has control of the U.S. military, I don't see what we have to fear from the U.N. myself. And personally, I think we ought to come in and uh, and empty out the U.N. building. I think we should have done that a long time ago. Um, so is Sidney Powell using her hackers to get all the data? It's a good question. 
she did say that it could be hacked by a 15 year old. She did say that on an interview over the week or over the last couple of days. Well, yeah. I mean, it was hacked by a 15 year old, <laughs> right? Um, what's up, everyone? Smash that like button on this. We need to grow the channel. Yep, I agree 100%. Right. We need to grow it so it can be grow it so it can be taken down later by YouTube. <laughs> um, Trump has been very quiet yet firing many people. Yes, that's true. But I mean, again, I think that these um, uh, everything that he's doing now to me, Casey, looks defensive. You know, mm -hmm. I'm waiting. When do we go on offense? When does the counterattack begin? Yeah, and people are saying that we're already on that, but I, I, I don't think we've really seen anything um, of the offense. So yeah, you know, to me, it's like. It's like Muhammad Ali with the rope a dope, right? You just hang back, <laughs> over the ropes, let George Foreman swing away at you. But at some point, you have to punch back. You have mm -hmm. to start a counterattack. And and when does that happen? I mean, I, you know, I've had some pretty smart people, guys like Thomas Wichter, talking about, well, you know, he's a master counterpuncher and all this stuff. Um, and you know, great. When does you know. that happen? When? You know. Happen. It's so hard to stay patient when you know all of this stuff. You, if we know it, they know it. Let's see it. Yeah, exactly. If we know it, we know it. Let's see it. That's a that's a great way to to describe it. Okay, guys. I think uh, again, don't forget to um, like and subscribe and ring the little bell. Um, don't forget to go to Casey's PayPal Peelback Report and show her a little love. Don't forget to go to my PayPal or my Venmo, Mike Barra and Mike Dash Barra on Venmo and show me a little love. I can always use some love. Um, and uh, basically we're gonna keep this, this report short because I'm doing uh, Tell the Truth Wednesday tonight with Candace, which is gonna be an interesting data dump. We have a lot of issues that were brought up today that I'm gonna have to ask her about. And, uh, and then tomorrow, well, on Casey's day off, my special guest is going to be FBI Special Agent, former FBI Special Agent John D'Souza, who's going to talk about the FBI aspect of this. You know, I, I'm wondering, you know, John says that the vast majority of, of the FBI people are good. They're patriots. They're, they're mm -hmm. honorable. Then, then who are the guys, who are the guys that went to try to intimidate the post office witness that said he saw massive voter fraud, tried to intimidate him into changing his story? How come they're the only ones we ever see? Where are the patriots? Where are they, mm -hmm. why are they not talking to us? So I'm, uh, I'm a little bit concerned about that. So, okay guys, thanks. It's a quick report. Um, Adam, you keep asking me this fucking question. Yes, you can. So relax. <laughs> my british friends yes i keep i get this question all the time yes he can win absolutely yeah right. win. um for casey jones in san diego i'm mike barra thanks for joining us today on real news live short but sweet report we will be back tomorrow again with john d'souza i'll be on tonight on tell the truth wednesday at 5 p.m pacific 8 p.m eastern time and casey can you know she might want to drop by i don't know it just depends on how her day's going so yeah. For Thanks sure. for coming. Thanks for joining us. And we'll see you guys again later tonight and tomorrow.